look like you're about to tell your friend not to come to school tomorrow, man. Oh, that was definitely, um, they were telling, um, was he a shrimp? Yes. (laughs) They were telling the shrimp guy (laughs) because he looked like a school shooter before he went out. (laughs) You're right. You're right. How do I look, yellow man? You look like you're about to tell your friend not to come to school tomorrow, man. So hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Toon Nation. I'm August. I'm Code. Today, we're talking about one of the best adult animated shows on streaming right now. I guess on television, too. Yeah. yeah. It's an adult yeah. swim show. Uh, we're talking about Smiling Friends. And Code, this was your suggestion. I'm actually curious why you wanted to talk about this show. Because you um, badgered me to watch the show for weeks. <laughs> so I don't I know just, if it's really my suggestion. It's probably more so your suggestion. But I mean, I, lo- I love Smiling Friends. And I just wanted you to watch it because I got so much enjoyment out of it. I, I didn't think it was type of show that we would talk about on here one because there's only eight episodes right now and two each episode is only 10 minutes so i was like i don't know how much material we're gonna milk out of it we can make a podcast just as long as the total amount of episodes there are but like (laughs) it's good good. i mean that's what a typical adult swim show season's like so Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know what? I think we can stretch some time out because my plan was just to go through each each episode, talk about what we liked about it, what we didn't like. Um, but a couple of broader things I just want to point out why this show is so great is the dialogue. The dialogue is so realistic. I almost feel like voice actors are in the studio just winging it. They talk they, to each other. Yeah, they probably are, honestly. You think so? <laughs> I mean, if they are like, all right, this is what the shrimp guy's going to look like. He's probably mm-hmm. was like, yeah, he, he does look like a school shooter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, everything is so natural. Even when they, in the conversation, when they, like, interrupt each other and it's like, like, oh, no, it's it's, it's all good. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I love that. So I usually just go in there and pick some crap off the floor. And oh, okay. What? Oh, I was just saying, okay. Oh, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I love the the plot of the episodes. It's kind of like you think you know what's going to happen, but there's like this randomness. There's this zaniness. Um, some episodes are kind of disturbing, a little unnerving that we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also love how, you know, each episode is only 11 minutes, but it doesn't feel like that at all. You yeah, they go through a lot it. of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say they really managed to cram in like a whole beginning, middle, end into each episode. Yeah, I was gonna say like I just finished watching the last episode, and it's just like a whole. This man went to hell and back all in one episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, and, got, some, and there was the character part. development in there too. Right. Charlie. <laughs> Good old Charlie, man. He went through a whole journey. Um. And I, while I was watching the show, I was thinking like, okay, if this was a real job, like if you could be a smiling friend, I think I would do that. I would be a smiling friend. Like that would be my career. You wanted to help these people out? I'm just saying out in the real world, if there's a job where it's your like, your career is to make people smile, that seems like a very fulfilling job to have. Is that what therapists do? I was thinking that too, but I like with with the smiling friends, especially Charlie and Pim. They seem like they do a lot of the field work. You know, they go out, they interact with people. You know, they travel. Mm-hmm. No, they're 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 boots on the ground. Um, Glip, what's his name? Is that his name? The little green guy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think his name's Glip. Glip and Allen. I don't know what they do. They lounging around the office. I feel like Alan is like the um, it's like the the office manager. You know, he be counting paper paper clips and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there are also episodes where like they don't do anything. They're playing video games. 
Um, so yeah, smiley friends, it's it falls into that category. So it's an adult swim show. And I feel like adult swim is a platform where you as a creator can really just like let your imagination run wild. Like Yeah, they really push the envelope. They want you to literally whatever comes to your brain, literally put it into animation. And these creators, um, I don't know their names off the top of my head, but they're known on the internet like YouTube animators. Like I don't know a lot about the YouTube animation community, but it seems like this is this is the background of these guys that we have. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's it's evident in in the show. Like like I said, it's it's zany. Um it's random. Even even the different mediums of animation that they use. They have 2D animation. They have 3D. Do they have 3D? Am I making that? Uh, it could be 3D. It could also be like claymation, maybe? They, yeah, they have claymation. They have rotoscoping. They even have like live action, like real mm-hmm. human human characters in the episode. Um, but for some reason, it all plays together really well. Nothing really seems or feels out of place in this show. Uh, and the world is just, you know, it's so bright and cheery. I think I told you this when I was telling you to watch it. It reminds me of SpongeBob a little bit. <laughs> if it was like really, really dark and yes, <laughs> if Patrick was like forever depressed, then yes, it would be SpongeBob. <laughs> it re- it's it's the parallels between Pim and SpongeBob. I feel like they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I would say Pim is a more mature version of SpongeBob, though. Uh, he's super positive. He's outgoing. He's like this lovable little character. I just want to give Pim a hug. But I think where he differs from SpongeBob is Pim is a little bit more grounded. Like he has reactions to certain situations that I feel mm. like me and you would have. Right? Yeah, it's just SpongeBob would probably just scream and tear. Pim's just like, <laughs> oh, that's that's fucked up. I don't like that. <laughs> And one other character that I really like is the boss. boss. (laughs) I wasn't, yes, I wasn't sure what to make of him um, the first time I watched the episodes, but he kind of seems like a genuinely good boss. Like, he reminds me of freaking Pops from Regular Show. Yes! (laughs) Somehow more creepier and uncomfortable. Way creepier, way uncomfortable. That first episode where he's breastfeeding, I was so taken aback. I was so fucking taken aback. Especially when he started talking to the little thing. And he was Uh, like, no biting. You want me to bite you? (laughs) The thing's like, yeah. You know that hurts, Daddy. I told you, silly. No biting, okay? You're my good little baby, huh? Huh? Yeah. That's just so fucked up. So weird, <laughs> but definitely on brand for your typical adult swim show. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of, like, like what are the crazy, zany adult swim shows out there? There's, like, Super Jail is one, I feel Super like. Super Jail. There's China Ill. China yes, Illinois. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a show off the top of my head. I don't know the name of it, but it's like it's like centered around some dog. Oh, Mr. Pickles. Mr. Pickles. Yes. I cannot. That show is demonic. <laughs> that, that show. We I turned that on randomly in college with my friends, and we were like so taken aback. We're just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Even I have my limits, and Mr. Pickles, I don't, I don't go near that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even like, I feel like. Squid Billies, even though that's like a more OG show, mm-hmm. um, Teen Hunger Force, like these, these, I don't even want to call them indie because they're on Adult Swim. Like that is a major network. It's on Cartoon mm-hmm. Network. But um, I don't know. I just love how authentic and creative these types of shows are. And I feel like Smiling Friends is like one of the best, best examples of that. Really good quality. Um, even though it's, Internet, internet creators, the animation is really great in this show. Nah, internet creators are really 
good at animation, honestly. Oh yeah, I not mean, to shit on internet creators. I hope it didn't come <laughs> off that way. Oh, I just it's not a president. It's just like they've come a long way to where you can just be a full blown like um, animator on the internet. You don't even need to. It's cool to have your show on like Cartoon Network and Adult Swim, but you don't really need the network to to pull off like a high production animation show. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of why like they're already good at what they do because of that. Yeah, it really feels like they're like flexing their muscles. Um, so what I wanted to do, if you're cool with it, is just kind of go through each episode uh, talk about what we liked about it. If, if there was anything that we didn't like, what stood out. So of course the first one is the pilot. Um, mm-hmm. I love this episode because it's it, it really sets up what we're watching. And it establishes our main characters, Pim and Charlie, really well. They have such distinct personalities. Um, and I always go back and forth on, like, who do I identify with the most? Because <laughs> I would say, again, comparing back to SpongeBob, Charlie is like Squidward. He's like the Squidward to Pim, I would say. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. That's a better, better characterization for him. Mm-hmm. And he's um, kind of—I mean, he's like he's helpful, but like he doesn't want to mm-hmm. be there half the time. He doesn't want to work. He's Which very much Squidward. I, he's very much Squidward, and I—I I feel like like we can identify with that because you know, I love my job, I love what I do, but I'm not pumped and super excited every day. Like I don't want to go in every day. Sometimes I want to be home. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I want to phone it in. You know what I mean? It's like you know, sometimes also, people be a little too cheery in the in the in the daily meetings. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm a little tired of that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, which is why Charlie really doesn't come off as an asshole to me at all. Yeah, it's just, this is work. Like, what's what's there to be excited about sometimes? Exactly, that's, that's exactly. But then I also admire Pim for his enthusiasm, for his positivity, for his glass half full outlook on life. It's like, I, I've, I've, so I've watched a couple of YouTube videos in preparation mm-hmm. for when we talk about this show. And I think like adult animation right now is is going through like, you know, a, there's a lot of shows out there that just with existentialism, nihilism, like sad topics, uh, Rick and Morty comes to mind, Jack Horseman, um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, I'm sure there's other ones out there. And, and watching this show, especially the pilot. So him and Charlie, they go on their first assignment. Um, their job is to help people smile. There's a kid, I say kids in quotes, hmm. named Desmond, <laughs> who needs help smiling. <laughs> I mean, he did. He didn't need help. <laughs> and when we encounter Desmond, <laughs> the first time I watched this episode, <laughs> and they opened the door to Desmond's room, and they find this grown ass man with a fucking revolver to his head. <laughs> what was your what was your reaction when you first watched that? So like I, I saw the clip on TikTok first. So I was just like, did? Okay. what the fuck? TikTok ruined it. Uh it was popping on TikTok. I could I can't tell you. I'm like, I'm just I just I'm like, okay, all right. And they think it's supposed to be a little child because they get told like somebody's mom wants their kid to feel better. And so it's like, they, I love kids, Charlie. I love kids. <laughs> and Charlie's like, I don't know if you should be saying that out loud. Like that. <laughs> but like as soon as you see this old ass man in this in his like dark ass room with a gun to his head, it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> this is what we're doing right now. This is what we're doing. And such a great like i had i had no idea what to expect i had no idea what to fucking expect mm-hmm. um and you know i couldn't even i couldn't even be mad at desmond because <sighs> you know his wife left him his kids left him his dog died of a broken heart like he's ready to end it all man it be like that okay life is hard <laughs> oh my god your dog dying of a broken heart is fucking wild <laughs> so sad and i love charlie and pim as a duo so much the way they play off each other because charlie immediately pulls pim to the side <laughs> like look pim i know it's our job to help this guy and everything but i think this guy's a lost cause 
He's obviously made up his mind. Why don't we just cut our losses and get out of here? Oh, come on. That's nonsense, Charlie. We've never given up on a job so far. Even before that, when Charlie's like, hey, man, like, what's up with the gun? Like, <laughs> this show's so funny. Even talking about it checks me up. But, you know, Pim is determined to help this man. And <laughs> they do these little things throughout the day. Remind Desmond about the good things in life, mm. but throughout the day, him just becomes more and more disillusioned with life. So the first thing they do is Pim is like, you know, you have your family. Family can be a source of joy, and we meet Pim's family, this crazy chaotic family. So I was going back and forth between which quotes I wanted to use mm. because I love when um, Pim's mom is like. Telling his dad to like come to the dinner table. <laughs> and the dad is like, Will you shut the fuck up, woman? I've been down in the bloody mimes for four hours. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, and his sister, she's a bitch. Like, it's just this mm -hmm. dysfunctional family. And Desmond is like, This is supposed to make me not want to shoot myself. Like, <laughs> Which is true, like, not everyone's family is a source of joy. Some people That's have facts. dysfunctional families. It's crazy that Pim doesn't even realize that. Um, Pim's just, like, so naive and thinks everything's positive about almost anything in the world. So it's very on brand for him to think that his family was going to uh, cheer him up when clearly that was not the case. Clearly not the case. The second thing, they go to a party, try try to have Desmond make some friends. That doesn't turn out well. Then they go to the amusement park. They go to Dave Land. I love the little song. Having fun at Dave Land. Having fun at Dave Land. Having fun at Dave Land. I love that. And um, when they're on the Ferris wheel and they're like looking at the sunset and Pim gives uh, Desmond a little peck on the cheek, that is so cute. Have you noticed that's how like Pim expressed his affection? Like kissing people? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you thought that was cute? I did think it was cute. Bro, don't, don't kiss me, bro. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're at that point in your life where you feel like there's nothing left to do, I mean, is a kiss really gonna do any harm? <laughs> There's not any circumstances where a, a tiny purple man kisses me and I feel better about it. <laughs> it's not the case. Uh, but, you know, even towards the end of it, you know, Desmond did have a little bit of a good time, but like most things, was fleeting. You know, he's still reminded of meaningless of life and everything. And he has this really great monologue towards the mm. end. Which was kind of like reminiscent of those of those shows I mentioned earlier that are a little like, uh, what's the word? Like that deal with the meaningless of life and existentialism and all of that. I can ride roller coasters, meet new friends, and spend time with my family all day long. It doesn't change the fact that the sun is just going to explode. And all this was for nothing. Yeah. Uh, you know, Charlie's like, you know what? We did the best we could. You know, come back to the office. You got to sign some paperwork saying we failed to make you smile. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a, this is their job. <laughs> of course. So there's paperwork involved. And if, whatever Desmond said really resonated with him because he was stuck the rest of the episode. Like, he looked awful. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, I, you know, I thought that was, like, how the episode was going to end. And I even thought to myself, like, when I was first watching it, like, oh, maybe Desmond is going to shoot himself. You know, maybe this is... It's kind of sad. Um, I didn't even mention the B plot that was happening in the background <laughs> with well, Alan the... on the hunt for his cheese. Oh my god! Because because uh, <laughs> something took his cheese. <laughs> the the blipleys—that's what they're called. <laughs> oh my! This show's so random. I totally forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Just just like these weird creatures, like. Like literally living in the walls of like their company, <laughs> just stole all his cheese. Wasn't he just chilling on the computer in there? There was this red—I don't know what that character was, but there was that random guy on the computer behind the wall. 
Uh, Again, the realism, like the realistic way that they talk to each other. <laughs> because the guy, whatever that thing is, he's like, oh, next time you should knock before you like make yourself known in other people's space. And I was like, dude, I don't even know if you're supposed to be back here. <laughs> dude, I don't even think you should be in here to begin with. Yeah, not really your business though, is it? When you're living in our office walls, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not I'm not doing this right now. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> but yeah. Esme comes back to the office. The Blipleys are running wild. Um, they're crucifying Alan. They have him on the cross. Did you see one of them like jabbing him in the side with like the little spear? <laughs> mm -hmm. Um and very, the, like, very realistic the way they did very, that. Very, very biblically <laughs> accurate. And one of them, the ringleader that stole the cheese, runs at them with like this intent to kill. And Desmond takes his gun and kills it. It brought and a that, smile to his face. Right. <laughs> All he needed to do was take something's life. And suddenly he's perfectly fine. Now. He found his purpose in life. And Desmond cleaned up his act. He's got his own business. He's an entrepreneur. That's the end. <laughs> That's episode one. I like ten out of ten episode. It's not my favorite, but it's it's really great. What would you say? Is anything about it? Oh, you should know what my favorite is. I should know. You should know what my favorite episode is. Oh, is it Shrimpina? No. No. <laughs> no. Which one is it? <laughs> I need you to get. There's only eight. I know. I gotta guess out of the eight episodes, we're gonna go one by one. No. Okay. Let me give you some hints. I've said this on the show multiple times. October baby, I love spooky, creepy. Oh, the Halloween episode. <laughs> that one's your favorite. That is my favorite. Oh my gosh, it's so random and creepy. It's not random, actually. It actually follows a very straightforward storytelling formula. Okay, yeah, but do you really expect the the claymation um, two D like monster to pop out and chase him all the way back to the to the business? Because I didn't expect I, that. <laughs> didn't expect that, but it was like it was just a great like horror episode. Like, were you were you scared when you watched it? Did it scare you? I mean, yeah, when that thing popped out, yeah. <laughs> it was legit terrifying. It was legit terrifying. I was just like, well, where's where's the comedy here? I'm just I'm just creeped out now. <laughs> so now that we now that we brought it up, I was gonna go in order, but actually we don't have to do that because now that we're talking about it. Um the Halloween special, yes, my favorite episode. Um very simple plot. Having a Halloween party at the office. Boss is like, we don't have enough firewood for the, the party. We need some firewood. Mm. Him being the go-lucky, cheery team player that he is, says, I'll go get some. And the boss has some 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 words. No, you got to beware because in the forest, no, don't go over the bridge because you're going to get lost. But if you look hard enough, you should be able to find something. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds pretty easy. Uh, I should be able to do that. Wait. One more thing. Whatever you do, don't go beyond the rickety bridge. <laughs> In a very guess, creepy tone. Like the complete opposite of what his tone was before. The complete opposite. The boss does this all the time, though. Like he has like these different personas. Mm -hmm. um, and I also think the boss is also a really cute character, too. Because when he has his like... His, Reg I don't even know which persona is his regular one, but when he's like speaking in like his pipe high pitched voice and he's like, <laughs> like he does that little laugh, mm -hmm. love that. Um, and I guess the before we uh go into Tim's little journey looking for the firewood, uh, Charlie does an excellent job at really setting up the thesis of this episode because they're standing around in the office and they're asking, like, Charlie, like, why aren't you dressed up for Halloween? And Charlie's like, you know. I don't know what's going to be offensive in a couple of years. Like, I'm not just, I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to dress up. All right. <laughs> and Alan's like, like, well, you could at least paint your face or something. And Charlie's like, that's the main thing that be getting people in trouble. <laughs> so that's at the top of the episode. <laughs> uh -huh. And he ain't lying either. So. He's not lying. 
So Pam goes on this go lucky journey. I love the little, the picking up twig song. Love that song too. Um, he crosses the bridge and he runs into the forest demon. Now, the way that this episode set up the tension was amazing. Again, for an 11 minute cartoon, like it really felt eerie. Um, like the 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 forest just changed completely. It was dark. Like it starts raining. Uh, the sequence where Pim falls into the ravine is so beautifully animated. Like the water is flowing like butter. It's crazy. Um, he goes into like the little the little the little cottage, and he's like really trying to like hype himself up. Like you know, this is fine. I'm okay. Like mm-hmm. I can really settle down here. It'll be all right. Um, and then the forest demon is just on his ass. Now the sequence where he's running away, like he's running through the the tall, what is that? Wheat, whatever he was running through. He's running through the tall wheat. He's trying to get on the boat. He's trying to get the ore out the tree. Like all of that was so much tension was just building up. Like I would compare it to some of like, even the horror, like real horror movies that I've watched. Like mm-hmm. that's how great it was. Um <laughs> That's a that's that's a that's a lot of praise. Well, you don't watch scary movies, so okay. Let me see the trailers. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the forest demon I also felt was like genuinely scary. Like he was because he was just like his eyes were just popping out of his head. Like mm-hmm. the way he was drawn was just absolutely terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it, it just popped out of nowhere. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but it wasn't that. Me too. I was like, "What the fuck?" Right. <laughs> and then they finally, like, Pim finally makes it back to the office, bust into the the room where they're having the party. I didn't think the forest demon was gonna follow him into the office, though. Mm-hmm. I think I thought he would disappear. Breaks into the party, and Cole, what what happens? Uh. What happens? <laughs> Does he just like go away? He's like, oh, oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Forrest D breaks into the room. One of the guys at the party is like, dude, are you wearing blackface? Blackface, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Whoa, is that blackface, dude? No, 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 no. This isn't blackface. I'm an actual demon. Bro, please tell me that's not blackface. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm literally a forest demon from across the bridge. This isn't a costume. (laughs) And they shave him in the leafiness. But he's like actually like like made of black shit. (laughs) (laughs) But they cancel him because they think he's wearing blackface. They did more than cancel him. (laughs) Oh yeah, they beat the shit out of him until they killed him. Beat the shit out of him. They ate his entrails. They set him on fire. Like oh just kept God. escalating and escalating. And you no, know, we're also avid fans of the show Atlanta, right? I was about to bring that up. Yeah. Go ahead, take it away. Because I think I wasn't out of one who texted you. Like, <laughs> this reminds you because like there's an episode in the new season of Atlanta. Uh, where they go to this rich person's like secret party, and um, Darius runs into this woman who um, I don't know. She kind of takes a liking to him, and then she says something along the lines as if that could be taken as if she's being racist, but it really wasn't. Yeah, it was kind of ambiguous. Right, but all the other European people, because they are in Europe at the time, they take it as if she's being super racist, and it got to the point to where like. Um, this guy's just telling the story, and Darius is trying to tell him, no, that's not it, but the white people are trying to fight his battles for him, which was never, ever necessary, <laughs> to the point where they, like, they kick her out the party, and then we find out that that's the fiancé of the guy who owns the house, and he's just like, the wedding's off. <laughs> I can't believe she said that to you. He did more than kick her out the party, because at first it was like, okay, they're cussing this girl out, you know, mm-hmm. um, Escalates a little bit more to like they chase her out the party. Yeah. And chase then her we out. we start hearing screaming. We start hearing glass breaking, furniture. It's like, what are they doing to this woman? <laughs> right. And it was just like, oh my God. Just, you know, white people. This is a whole different topic, but 
That's basically what happened in the Smiley Friends episode, except yes, the escalation of violence. Except they killed the monster. They they killed a person. Oh, they they <laughs> definitely killed him. And then Charlie's at the end is like, that's why I don't dress up for Halloween. <laughs> and scene, perfect rap, <laughs> perfect rap to the episode. Yeah, it's just they take you through a whole journey, and then the most random ending happens. It's not even random though, because they set it up at the beginning. Okay, well, my favorite episode has the most random shit I did not expect. Okay. You know, the the, the Enchanted Forest episode? That's your favorite episode? Because the ending is so out of pocket. <laughs> Please walk me through why this why that's your favorite episode. It's the one I like it too, but I mean, I like the whole season, but... So Charlie and Pim get sent on a mission to help a princess because she's depressed or whatever, but they get... It's stuck in this enchanted forest. And Charlie, of course, does not like being in the enchanted forest. Pim just loves the enchanted forest. And, like, he's really embracing it. So, uh, for some whatever reason, Charlie ends up becoming this hero throughout the story. Um, and they're getting um, guided by this elf. The elf knows where the princess's castle is. And he gives Charlie this armor. And he's, like, gassing him up. And everybody's like, Charlie's this hero. I mean, Charlie's gradu- really fucking it up, you know. He's yeah, he's conquering these quests. <laughs> right, he's he's a true knight, and because like suddenly Charlie enjoys being the Enchanted Forest, this like does the opposite for Pim, because he's just gradually getting more and more pissed off that he's not getting any shine in the forest. No one's talking to him, and he kind of just freaks out on Charlie because of it. And <laughs> it gets to the point where uh, he like accidentally kills the elf. <laughs> <laughs> what what happened to make that happen? I, I think, like, I can't even remember exactly, but I want to say, oh, wait, like... no, yeah, he actually pushed him into the branch, like... Yeah, the branch, and it, like, strikes him. <laughs> impales him. And, yeah, it totally impales him through his heart, and, like, the elf's dying wish is, like, I have this, like, chest, you need to get to the princess, and, like, Charlie's like, okay, we'll do this, we'll do this for the elf, and, like, obviously, Pim is super sad. Please deliver it to the princess for me. You can tell him it was from you. I I grant you my one quest. Just hold on, Mip. You're going to be fine. So by the end of the episode... Wait, get... but can we talk about... Can we... This, I feel like this was a little bit of foreshadowing, but the way Mip dies was kind of disturbing. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> he literally melts into this, like, black, like, screaming... Ooh, like, what the fuck was that? I, that was so unexpected. Okay, if that's foreshadowing, then we have a better, bigger story to talk about here. <laughs> what happens is they finally get to the princess's castle, and they're like, oh, we're here to make you smile, we're here to make you sad, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then what they try, and it doesn't work, uh, but then they tell them, oh, there's this elf that... um had like it's package for you there's elf she's like what are you talking about she's like yeah you know, he said he had a package for you he needed you to deliver this to you is it mip yeah i think it's mip so turns out the elf that's been helping them on this quest has been her stalker <laughs> <laughs> it's the reason she's been depressed is because she's been trying to get away from him all this time <laughs> she's like just drastically obsessed with her and the package that he left turned out to be with a bomb. Yes. <laughs> they wanted them, he wanted them to Which kill was them. Set to, it was like set to detonate in like six seconds. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So what's in the package then? Uh, I, I don't know. No, I, I have no idea. time wait so you said he's definitely dead though right yeah yeah he's dead he's yeah he's dead yeah, i think dead. he melted into dough oh thank god <laughs> and yeah <laughs> they somehow like helped the stalker try to kill do like a basically a suicide bomb mission to kill the <laughs> princess <laughs> and that's that's weird <laughs> I, it's just what? the randomness they managed to do what they needed to do because they killed Myth, and now yep. the princess could smile. They got the job done. Smile. Right. 
that was such an unexpected like i did not see that coming at, not at all. all like the, the elf is so nice and on this quest and helps him out like you would not expect for him to just be this like creepy ass dude like stalking the princess but yeah that's the and- thing that's the thing about this show and like the episodes is they there's twists and turns they subvert your expectations you know how the episode is going to end but it just ends a completely different way um for example the episode where pim and charlie go to salty's to get some food after seeing a movie they hmm. find out that the owner of the restaurant has been murdered and they're trying to narrow it down the restaurant mascots like which one did it they come to find out dude died of a heart attack before but literally everyone in their own way tried to murder this man right like guess they were all guilty it's like yeah i love this it's like a brush of fresh Ooh, i was about to fuck up that saying it's a breath of fresh air um especially seeing like new shows like this come out the time where media everything is a reboot a remake a spinoff to get get a show like this with like new characters new ideas new types of storytelling it's Mm -hmm. it's great it's great yeah i mean i think a lot of times adult swim shows don't get a lot of shine so i think it's an interesting case where their show kind of went viral to me it went Mm -hmm. viral because i saw it on tiktok a lot just like people telling you gotta watch the show and you told me to so what like, kind of posts a, were you seeing on TikTok? I mean, it's just clips from the show. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you won't believe what happens. <laughs> it's like when they bust in and see the dude with the guns in his head, or when they <laughs> they show Mister Shrimp like <laughs> showing off his fit and he looks like a school shooter. Those clips mm-hmm. like that, and it's just like, what the fuck is this show? I have to watch. So like, mm-hmm. I, I've never seen a lot of Adult Swim shows like trend on there. So it, it was kind of cool to see that. Yeah. It is cool to see it. And I hope it like opens the door for more uh, internet creators, you know, to get their shine, to get their spot. Uh, I think there's space out there with streaming, you know, Smiling Friends is on HBO Max. Uh, mm-hmm. It's on it's on Adult Swim. Like there is space for these shows. Uh, so my second favorite episode. So, of course, the Halloween special is my first one. My second favorite episode is the Frowning Friends episode. <laughs> It's a great episode. Mm-hmm. It, it takes a weird turn. <laughs> it takes a weird turn. But again, you gotta like rewatching these episodes. They really do a good job at either like give you hints. Cause even though we can't, re- we don't really know how the show is going to end or how mm-hmm. each episode is going to end. There's little hints at the beginning of the episode. So, you know, all of them are in the office and Charlie is just like, Oh, the Renaissance men are coming to town. <sighs> No calls today? That's unusual. Yeah, I was just reading about how the, um, the Renaissance men are coming in town. And Pim is like, okay, but like, what does that mean? Who are they? What, what does that mean? And Charlie's like, I don't know. It's just like, I read that the Renaissance men, they're coming to town. <laughs> and Pim is like, okay, but I, I still don't know. Cut to another business opens up across the street. And they're the frowning friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like it's the smiling friend's job to help people smile, the frowning <laughs> the frowning friend's job is <laughs> to know to do the opposite. Complete opposite. <laughs> and we meet like um Pim and Charlie's, I guess I would call them like their tethered <laughs> versions. <laughs> they're doppelgangers. What's their name? Grim and Gnarly? Yeah. Grim and gnarly, and they get busy right away. As soon as business opens, they are out and about. Tackling, they're grabbing clients, they're making them frown. Um, okay, so I did see one scene before I watched the show on the internet, and it's the scene I don't know his name, but he wants to be like a SoundCloud rapper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm He's like real like buff and, and skinny at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, and he's like nobody's. He's, I don't want to do the accent because I feel like it's stereotypical. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> he's like, you know, I want to, you know, nobody's listening to my music. And Pim, 
Pim was like, well, you know, if you keep up at it, like, I'm sure you're going to have an audience someday. Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, wait, I met you two before. Mm -hmm. Like, y'all told me I should just give up. (laughs) (laughs) And and Pim and Charlie, they're like, no, like, that's not us. Like, they look like us, but that's not us. And he's like, no, like, y'all told me, like, you're messing with my head. Get out of my head. And he pulls a gun out on them. The shit just is just so crazy. Um, but Grim and Gnarly, they are like on track to just have the whole town just sad, just fucked up. Uh, and it's driving Mr. Boss crazy. Like we see Mr. Boss go through this this transformation of like first he's annoyed, then he's upset. He's mm-hmm. on a call, and they're saying like his company's losing billions of dollars. Which I was thinking like, oh, smiling friends, like they be making bank. Whatever they do. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Boss is just like having a mental breakdown. Even the way that scene is executed was really great animation wise, voice acting wise. Um, and Mr. Boss grabs, you know, his own firearm and he's going, he's going to deal with it, you know? Um, so he approaches Grim and Gnarly. The and, setup that set it up though. Like at this point, they're like at the top of like this building. It, like this like yes. Hitler-esque like like speech to all these citizens, <laughs> telling them to frown and be sad and shit. Literally. Literally, and yeah. Then they're, Mr. They're... Boss pops out with the AR, like <laughs> ready to gun them down. Ready to gun them down. And one of them, I don't know which one's Grim, I don't know which one's gnarly. One of them pisses their pants. And they're like, probably gnarly that pisses their face. He's like, please don't kill me, don't kill me. And then the crowd is like, wait a second, these guys do value their lives. Like, life isn't meaningless, they're liars. (laughs) 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 And it was funny because even Alan and Glip had switched sides. (laughs) Gods, seize them! Alan? Glip? They have a better 401k. Sorry. And Mr. Boss, so this is why I love Mr. Boss, because you could tell he believes in his company and he walks the walk because, you know, they lose all their supporters or whatever. And the boss is like, wait, like, you should be proud of yourself. Like, you guys were so successful. You had me go into a rage. Like, I was ready to murder you guys. Like, that's something to be proud of. And they smile. And then it's undercut because the Renaissance men come to town and kill them. Out of nowhere, like completely different I, animation style, just just a bunch of Renaissance dudes. It just like it was like arrows and shit. Yes. Like, oh my god. And Charlie's like, oh, there's the Ren- the Renaissance men came to town, like, <laughs> and that's how you button up the episode. I just love how it's like it's that the way they start at the top and the way they finish, even though there's so many ran- so much random shit that happens. Mm-hmm. That really helps just like tie up the episode into like just just one cohesive story. I, I love that. I guess that's another reason why um, the Frowning Friends episode is my second favorite because it's just like it's just good storytelling, you know. Yeah, and I guess the moral of the story is you guys need to watch Frowning Friends. Moral of the story: um, Did you have a second favorite episode? Um, I mean. The Shrippina one's up there. The first one, it's hard to top, honestly. It's just like, it's just set, like you said, it sets the, the whole tone of the show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, everything's pretty much on par. There's not a bad episode at all. Like I said, I just watched the last one where Charlie goes to hell and he's uh, that's secretly. That's a fantastic episode. He's secretly, uh, secretly um um given a task to make satan happy because he goes and just like is everything supposed to be on fire and they're like oh satan hasn't been feeling too well <laughs> and everything's yeah. frozen over it's not the same and so he tries to cheer satan up he's just like what's wrong man he's like uh and also like satan's like this claymation he's big as fuck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's like playing games with his computer <laughs> he's just like ah man i'm just it's too much paperwork man <laughs> It's just piling up so many emails. I'm just, I just have the motivation. I just don't even care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which is relatable. Everyone falls into a rut like that. 100%. <laughs> and like I some also, DoorDash guy comes out of nowhere. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that was so fucking realistic. So 
I live in a metropolitan city. I order DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever, all the time. And the interaction that Satan has with the DoorDash delivery driver is so, like, spot on. And have you tried... Uh... Oh, sorry, one second. Yeah, it's unlocked. You can come in. Just right over there. Yeah, right. Yeah, right over there. That's fine. Yep. Yeah, I didn't know if you were this place or the one next. Yeah, to I you. think it's just something to do with the way the address shows up in the app. I mean, you know, it's it's not a problem. Don't even okay. worry about it. Yeah, I just uh, I just need to take a picture of the food really quick. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. No. All good. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yep. Thanks. Good night. You have a good thank one. You. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And then Saiyan's like, ugh, like, I hope they don't forget the straw. Like, that's something they always forget. And it's like, damn, like, they forgot the straw. Forgot the like, <laughs> so good. So good. Um, Charlie, like, before that even happens, before Charlie dies and goes to hell, um, him and Pim, like, they get into a little spat, which I did. I thought, like, initially that this show was more um, episodic in nature. But the the last episode kind of really tied it into like a series because when Pim and Charlie are having their argument, Pim is bringing up like, well, you were kind of a party pooper when it came to helping Desmond. You didn't want to really help him out. And then you know, Charlie's bringing up like you know, jobs they had in other episodes and they're like really like bickering. But the way that they're fighting, I feel like like people have had fights like that before like especially if you're like a really outgoing person and you're always paired up okay for example in college i'm sure when we've had a group project there's always one person who's like super into it you know they want to get a good grade they're going to do all the work and then there's always somebody else who's like wants to do the bare minimum shows no enthusiasm and i guess that's what happens when like these two type of personalities like come to a head mm -hmm. yeah it's just you know, the typical person who doesn't do shit on the group project. Mm -hmm. And you're stuck here trying to get everybody, let's do this shit. And this guy, like, they don't show up. They be late all the time. And then they got to put their name on the paper and act like they did their shit. Mm -hmm. Which I don't think, like, I understood Pim's grievances with working with Charlie. But like I said earlier, I feel like Charlie is still very relatable. Like, he Who the fuck wants to works on Christmas Eve? I'm with Charlie. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm with Charlie too. Like at the end of the day, like this is a job and I'm not gonna be like pumped for every single thing. Like I, I can I can empathize with both of them. Like and that's also they were about to like clock out like five minutes before work, mm -hmm. and then the boss was mm -hmm. like, Hey, go get me a Christmas tree. I'll be like, mm -hmm. hell no, no, that's exactly today. exactly. And while they're fighting. I love that. I hope, like, if there's a season two that we get more from Alan and Glip. There is a season two. They did, it did get oh, renewed. Yes. Yes. Um, I want to see more of Alan because when they're bickering and Charlie's like, well, Alan, do I act this way? And I was just like, I don't know, man. I just want to get, like, the Christmas tree. Like, he's also a very relatable character. Mm. Um, back to, like, when Charlie goes to hell, he goes through, like, this little journey. Um, and he's able to come back to Earth because he, he held up his end of the bargain. He was able to make Satan smile. And God steps in and rescues him. And R.I.P. to the guy who plays God. To Gilbert Godfrey. Come Gilbert on. Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. You patch my tents, Jolly. By helping the evil devil, you confronted your own problems. I hope you learn from this cool experience. Merry Christmas! Isn't that his last role before he died? I think it is. Wow. Wow. Him playing God. Yeah. Wow. And if you don't know who Gilbert Godfrey is, then um, I think the most notable role is he played the, the bird in Aladdin. The bird and Aladdin. The bird, Jafar's bird. I did I haven't seen Aladdin in a long time? Oh my god! Come on. You know my most memorable Gilbert Godfrey role. What's that? Is when Billy and Mandy save Christmas and Gilbert Godfrey plays Santa Claus. <laughs> I have to he watch that again. That's mm -hmm. he does an amazing job. <laughs> I'm I'm sure he does. Yes. <laughs> 
but yeah, well, there are there are no bad episodes in Smiling Friends. Um, I do have an episode that I like the least. I think What's it's that? Universal. Which one? Yes. Is it the the green guy? Mr. Frog. Mr. Frog. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Like probably because Mr. Frog terrifies me as a character. Because he eats people. <laughs> he's a sociopath. Well, yeah, it's 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 he's supposed to like mimic like you know a typical celebrity who like gets canceled for mm-hmm. good reason. I don't think celebrities don't act like Mr. Frog. <laughs> I would say Amber Heard has something different to say about that. So <laughs> I think it's accurate. You've been following that trial. Uh, loosely. Yeah, it's kind of like I had to take a shower after watching all that. Ugh. Why, why she shit on his bed, bro? That's fucking weird. Ew, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Frog is a terrible, 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 terrible person. <laughs> terrible person. It's yeah. Like the, la- the last thing that happens in the episode, because they had that lady giving the little news report. Mm-hmm. The live action lady. And then she just he Mr. Frog comes on the set with a hammer and chases her, and then they end the episode like I don't know. This it, this is the perfect show for like Adult Swim. I could not see Smelling Friends. Well, you know what? It could be an FX show. I take that back. But <laughs> I feel like Adult Swim is like the perfect home for this show. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. From you know, the voice acting, the animation, the story, the characters, even though it's it's violent um, and there are some, like, disturbing aspects of the show, I even walk away from the show, like, happier, like, smiling. I don't know. It just has that effect on me. I it's, mean, it makes you laugh. And it definitely makes you laugh. It they're the smiling friends. Laugh. They want you to smile. And that's what the show does. It's so wholesome. That is so wholesome. It's such a nice like change of pace from from the other cartoon, another the other adult animated cartoons that that we have. Hmm. Yeah, it's a great yeah. show to talk about. Um, it's a shame that it's so short because there's not really much more that I can say. Just go watch it and let go us know how it. you feel. Let us know how you feel. This will probably be like our shortest podcast podcast episode, but you know. They don't all need to be an hour long. This is facts. Well, did you have anything else to say about Smiling Friends? Let me just check my notes to make sure. Nope, that's all from me. All right. Well, this is Two Nation. I'm Code. I'm August. And uh, don't go into the forest where it's really creepy and don't go across the bridge. You'll get lost!